Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody, and thanks again for joining us here on Expanded Perspectives with me, Cam Hale, and of course, as always, the man sitting beside me, who's one eighth reptilian, Big Fizzy Cal Filson. How's it going, everybody? Yes, I'm here in studio. Uh, excited to be here. Uh, I'm drinking a nice fizzy water here. A word. This is like word. a San Pellegrino. I uh, have mixed flavor, very tasty. I have been making uh, like Arnold Palmer's at home mm-hmm. now yep. with the little the lemonade. And and the sweet teasel, and uh, I'm a fan, man. I I don't know, I don't know. Just something about that's perfect mix. I think I have found my go to drink. Man, I'm telling you the uh, the lemonade like at Chick Fil A is pretty good. Ooh, I wonder how much sugar they put in. Ooh, <laughs> reminds me of a lady named Miss Judy used to make this special type of Kool Aid. Uh, I remember her. And normal Kool Aid is like calls for one cup of sugar, but her particular time. Uh, Calls for three cups of sugar. <laughs> Where the spoon stands up on its own. Boy, it was good, but man, now as an adult, it's like, there's no way I could drink that stuff. No, where it's like syrup. Too is what much, you were too sweet, yeah. too sweet. Yeah. Yeah, she was a really nice lady. So we've just been at it down here. Everything is drying out. Everything's going good. Humidity is off the charts, though. Like, yeah, it is it's, a little uh, crazy. Today it was 87% humidity, so it's like living in Houston. I don't really want to live in Houston. No. Is it, like, it was 90, 90 or 91, I think. Yeah, but it's pretty hot. And but then, the humidity is what's ridiculous right now, yeah. In my backyard, I have mosquito larvae like the size of caterpillars just swimming around. <laughs> And all the water from all the rain. <laughs> They're as big as shrimp. Holy cow. I mean, West Nile is rampant at my house. Are they the 8 to 10 shrimp or like the 12 to 14? What yeah, size are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I have to take malaria pills at my house because they're so big. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty awesome, though. I mean, it really was. It was like the wettest June, May, June I can ever remember. And it's still not really hot. Aside from the humidity, but I mean, it's not hot yet. I was just talking to a guy because I was at his house and he was refinancing it and he had just moved here. I don't remember where he said he was from. I want to say it was like Idaho. Yeah, awesome. And uh, he was like, he's been here for about a year and a half. And he's like, man, is the weather always like this? Because the people, like realtor and everybody, they t- they never said nothing about it being 14 degrees for a week. They never said nothing about it raining for a month and a half. I was like, man, no. No. I was like, this has been the <laughs> yeah. strangest year ever as far as weather for yeah. North Central Texas. So I was like, no, this is not the norm, dude. I'm just as confused as you. Yeah. Where you got to, like, we always laugh. And I'm sure it's that way. There's a lot of, like, mountain towns, and everybody's got real crazy weather. But usually we know when it's going to get hot. Like, there's a cutoff you know, time in May where we really legitly get two weeks of spring, and then it just turns right into summer where it's 90 to 95. 
until the end of June, 1st of July, around the 4th of July, it starts banging around, you know, wanting to get to 100. And then the month of August, you get to ride around it about 100 to 106, you know, it depends. But then you get to ride around there like that. And it's always hot and miserable. Not this year, bro. It's not bad well, out there. And you remember when we got we uh, we got delayed in releasing some of our shows because of the bad weather? I mean, oh, like, literally, we didn't yeah. have electricity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to make a podcast when you don't have electricity. But people were giving us crap about the cold weather. Well, I see people up now in like uh, Minneapolis and stuff. Getting some hot weather. Or, or crying about the hot weather. Yeah. So I'm like, huh, the shoe's on the other foot. That's right. What's wrong with y'all? You can't <laughs> handle 90 degrees? Exactly. <laughs> so what it feels, because I'll tell you straight up, I can't handle the freezing and the cold and the ice. Y'all can keep all that. I'll just deal with the heat. Right. As I know much this... as I like cool weather, but I'm like, y'all just, I'll, I'll deal with the heat. You know something, I was at the store the other day, I had to swing by and pick up some groceries, and I saw something I haven't seen in a long time, and I'm shocked that they still even make it. What I'm referring to, because we're talking about weather and rain and stuff, a farmer's almanac. Oh, yeah. I saw the 2021 version, and I'm like, who is buying that? I get my mother. She gives me one for Christmas every year. Well, that's pretty cool. We should get it. And look at some of the predictions, and then in future shows, look up that date and see how right it was. Because let's do it. Apparently, they're pretty accurate. Really, I'm sure well, they can't be any less accurate than the weathermen that we have here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah. I've got something I've got to share with y'all, folks. I had talked about it a little bit, I believe, on the Centaur episode, and and I've been kind of sitting back on it, and I've been now. I think it's just time to tell. Right, I, I'm going to tell this to Kyle. I want to tell this to y'all. Kyle, have you ever seen a not deer? And I <laughs> a not like N K N O T. No, no, no. Like not like that's not a deer. Not deer. I've seen lots of stuff that were not deer. Right. <laughs> lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. While I'm looking for deer, listen to this. It says, "I believe I saw what a lot of people call a not deer this last fall." I see the term not deer tied in with other cryptid creatures pretty often. There isn't a lot to this story, but it has stuck with me, and every time I think back on it. I feel really uneasy. Now, I live in Colorado in a mountain town south of Denver. The road I live off of is winding back road through a valley. One side of the road is right against the rock, steep like a wall in some places, and more sloping in others, and the other side kind of drops off into a valley. Also might be worth noting that the mountain on the other side of the valley is a huge burn site with nothing but skeleton trees. I've heard a couple of stories that take place near burn sites, so maybe there's some correlation, but I'm not sure. So this was around late August, early September of 2020. I was driving home late, probably about 1 a.m. Now, I know the road and all the curves pretty well, so I was going at a pretty decent speed and probably wasn't being as actively aware of my surroundings as I should have been, especially since deer and elk are pretty common here. Anyway... I was coming up on the last curve before my street and I saw a deer standing at the side of the road on the side with the rock face. Now this deer was standing completely still and facing the rock wall. Now that in itself doesn't sound too strange, I know, but there was just something unnatural about its stillness and the fact that it was staring straight into the rock. Now nowhere it could go, of course, and this was very odd to me. But what has stuck with me is the feeling that I immediately got upon seeing it. Just an ungodly pit in my stomach. It felt like my heart stopped. And this wasn't the, oh shit, the deer on the side of the road surprised me, kind of stomach pit feeling. This was an absolute feeling of dread. It also seemed like there was something just off about this deer. 
And for the life of me, I can't picture in my head or pinpoint what it was. But something, proportion-wise, was wrong. Like maybe its legs were a little too long or its torso was just stretched out, but I'm not sure. I didn't have time to really react other than just slow down a bit and keep driving. And as I rounded the curve, I literally could not take my eyes off the rearview mirror and the thing didn't move at all. Not a flinch. Nothing. Just stone still. Even after it was behind the curve and I couldn't see it anymore, I still couldn't peel my eyes off of the rearview mirror. So I pulled into the garage and hit the garage door closer before I'd even parked. And when I got out of the car, I couldn't stop myself from running up the stairs. I couldn't shake the feeling of dread like I was in danger. Now, I'm not by any means superstitious. I like stories about cryptids, and I think they're super interesting. But I've never really believed in them. But since that night, as short-lived as that encounter was, if there is one supernatural thing I believe in, well, it's that creature. I know in my gut that that wasn't a deer. It's also worth noting that after I told my visiting friend about the experience, she admitted that the year before she was visiting for the first time, she felt a similar dread or pit in the stomach as we had approached that exact same spot. It seems like the not deer is pretty new, and there aren't a whole lot of stories and sightings of them. But that's from what I've read, and I'm led to believe that the not deer is what I saw that night. F.T. Now, I tell you that because there are... This is another story I'm going to share real quick. A separate incident. A separate incident okay. of a deer man. And it says, this happened to me back in January of 2014 on a back road in northeast Arkansas. At the time, I was a newspaper delivery driver. I picked up my papers from the press, usually at 12.15 a.m., and it was a 45-minute drive to get to the start of my route. At the time, I was a cigarette smoker. So after I bagged up enough newspaper to sustain my route, well, for a while, I'd light up a cigarette, roll the window down, and just enjoy myself. Now, being cold, I tried to keep it as much as possible because my car back then didn't have air conditioning. So there's a really long stretch of gravel road called Old Military Road near Harrisburg, Arkansas. On the left side of the road are mostly houses, and on the right is a fence posts, an open pasture with barns and troughs for horses and cows. It is in the middle of nowhere, really. There are no street lights. Some people have floodlights in their yard. So I'm driving along with my windows down, smoking a cigarette. It's about 2.20 to 2.30 a.m., and I begin smelling a combination of burning hair and urine. Like, not a mixture of the two, but one and also the other. And this isn't, of course, a great smell. So I toss the cigarette and roll my window up, but can still smell whatever that awful smell is. Now, the further I go down the road, the worse this smell gets. Usually, you see some cows sleeping outside or horses chilling sometimes, but there was nothing out tonight. Not a thing. So I know that I'm not the only one that picked up on something being weird that night. Well, as I'm coming up to the fork in the road, I have to take the left... There's a big open field to the far right, and I see what looks like a man with a deer's head. Now, it's too dark for me to tell whether it was a man wearing a deer skull or an actual human deer cross, but it was definitely the source of whatever that smell was, and it scared the hell out of me, and I didn't want to hang out long enough to figure out exactly what it was. But to my perception, this thing at the shoulder height had to be seven foot tall. The head was probably added another foot in height. I don't know, but he was massive. 
Now, there were definitely deer antlers, and the smell was disgusting. I saw him stretch his arms. Now, imagine flexing your arms and chest by making a wide C with your arms. His movement like that, for maybe two to three seconds that I saw him, it looked to be human. Now, I found a new job by late January and started by February and was not interested in ever being out there in that area again. A creepy deer man that I did not want to meet. Parker. Wow. Pretty wild, right? It is pretty strange. I've heard of, I've never heard of the not deer, but I definitely have heard of deer man sightings. Uh, These are closely associated with usual, uh, usually on like reservations and things like Mm -hmm. that. So I always think of them as like skinwalkers, um, that somehow they have the ability to turn into what appears to be a deer-like man. Yeah. Now, I started looking more into the not deer when I found these stories uh, a few weeks ago. And the not deer stuff is very... Very interesting because it's it's something you and I have talked about multiple times is what if there were entities in the woods that could, say, change them their appearance to look like cows. Colin, I've discussed this about looking like cows or looking like horses, but they're not 100 percent accurate. They're about 90 percent accurate or 85 percent accurate to where there's just enough off to where they don't quite look normal. But they think that they've got it nailed, right? Just kind of like a dance. You're just a little bit out right, of time. That's what a little I think. bit. Of, and I'm just wondering if that's what these not deer are, if there really is more to the fact that there could be something out there, whether it's an entity, whether it's an alien, whether it's but whatever it is, whether it's a demonic force exactly, of some kind. You know, any skinwalkers, whatever it is, it can alter or change their ways to where they look like something you would normally go, oh, yeah. And if they're in a large group, if it was a horse. And they were out there with 10 or 15 others. You may not notice it, but it's when you see it by itself right, right, and you right. instantly know the shape. Like we all know the shapes of certain things. So I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try to find some more interesting not deer stories. You know, what's interesting to me is not just the fact that it's a deer like person, but they, they mentioned something similar to dog men. What do they always talk about when people see dog men? They're like, it doesn't look like it's moving right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a, like it shouldn't be able to articulate the way it is. Like it just doesn't fit its, and that's what you, another thing we've all discussed on the show too, is about how the animals move. Right, right, right. And that, dude, it starts making you really start thinking about the way you picture everything around you. Yeah, it does. Um, Check this out. This comes from a listener named John. He says, hi guys, I have debated whether or not to talk about this or not, but I feel like it's too interesting to pass up. I'm a rural sheriff's deputy in the Appalachian Mountains. I have a very large coverage area, and most of the roads here are dirt or gravel. Now, back in 2013, I worked the night shift, and I had a very strange encounter on one of our back roads. I'll make it short because I'm not sure how long these messages can be. I was driving down the road at around 25 miles per hour and crossed over into the neighboring county to loop around to another part of my patrol area. The road was in a valley in between two mountains. There was no houses, lights, barns, or really anything out there. Just a road into the abyss, basically. Well, I came to a fork in the road where I needed to turn right, and I observed something walking down the road towards me on the left-hand side of the road. It was about six feet tall. 
It had a full three-piece suit. It was a darker gray suit, bronze-looking vest, and a black top hat. The thing I noticed most about it was it was swinging a lantern that had a flame inside. I can't say whether it had a face or not, really, because I was so focused on the lantern and the other details of the suit. It was walking at a fast pace with a, with a purpose, seemingly ignoring me. I only saw it for a few seconds, and I didn't bother to slow down at all to see what it was. Now, I've seen the movies, and I know what happens to cops that check on spooky things like that. It bothered me for several days, what I had seen, because I wasn't really big into paranormal stuff at the time. and I was pretty skeptical what I had seen was a ghost or something of that nature. It was just hard for me to justify in my mind why someone would dress like that and walk down a road that had nothing around it. I understand trying to scare a friend or something like that, but this was just too much effort, and there was a strong chance that I was the only vehicle on the road the entire night. So, fast forward several years to 2019. Being bored and driving around, I started to listen to podcasts like Expanded Perspectives. I got really into open-minded mentality. Working night shift for years, I've definitely seen things I can't explain. And I was listening to some hat man encounters. It didn't dawn on me until several days later that what I could have seen was the hat man. It just kind of hit me all of a sudden that it could have been what I saw. And to think that other people all over the world have seen something similar to that without any prior knowledge is very interesting to me. Thanks for an awesome show. It has really expanded my perspective, John. Well, first off, John, thank you for your service, and thank you for sharing your story. Thanks for sharing it, yeah. Uh, very interesting. Yes, for whatever reason, people have seen this hat man from all over the world, all over the globe, doesn't matter. People have seen the same thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it manifests itself the same, but uh, people have told about these bizarre stories, much like yours. I've heard similar stories where someone was camping out in the middle of nowhere, and mm -hmm. they saw the hat man. You're driving down a deserted road. Like it, it would have to be a lot of work, like you mentioned, to just pull a prank on a random person, hoping that someone would come by. You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So, and even the outcome of it doesn't make sense, is because then you would never know if it affected that person or not. Like usually when you pull a prank, yeah. it is you get the enjoyment out of witnessing what happened. Not you exactly. would never know if that person would ever write about it. Like, so the odds of it being a prank, I always am like, the, the gratification's not there for the prank. You would never know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, interesting story, nonetheless. If you, too, have an exciting story, please don't hesitate. Email me and Cam, expandedperspectives at yahoo.com. But uh, let's take a break, and when we get back from the break, I'm going to be talking about some more interesting sightings of the Glimmer Man. You're listening to Expanded Perspectives. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back with expanded perspectives. Hope everybody liked those cool stories about the not deer and the the deer man. And of course, the shadow being walking down a gravel or dirt road one night when a deputy sheriff was out there. That's all those stories. Um, they're not just scary. They're bizarre. Like, I think that's the thing I come away with the most is what are people seeing? Why are they seeing it? Um, today's show is not going to be any different than before. We've got several reported claims of sightings of something that looks like the predator from the movie Predator, you know, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not the alien, mind you, but when it's cloaked, like it looks fluid, like water, like liquid, like you can see through it, but yet you can still see it's there. It's it's got a def, it's got definition to it. I've had uh, people write into the show for years now, where they described it looking like Saran wrap. Some people say it looks liquid, more like water, or like clear mercury or something. But whatever it is, it doesn't seem to be attacking people. I know I've heard several people uh, claim that maybe this is what's responsible for missing hikers and some of David Politis's work, like the Missing 411 series. Uh, I guess it's possible. There are people out there that think it's Bigfoot, that Bigfoot has the ability to cloak itself or herself. And, and others think it's alien technology that the U.S. government has stolen from the crash, like in Roswell or something like that. And they're working on some kind of suit. Um, some people think it's outright aliens. Like it's exactly like the movie, the predator. And we've talked about it before. Um, you know, the guy that worked on the special effects for the movie predator was J. Allen Hynek's son. So did his father tell him about some kind of crazy technology? that the aliens had the ability to cloak themselves. And that's what inspired for it to appear in the movie. I don't know. Makes you wonder though, right? Check this first one out. This is from a fella who emailed the show. His name is Mike and he's from the great state of Idaho. It's pretty interesting. Hello, Kyle and Cam. My name is Mike and I'm a huge fan of expanded perspectives. I've been listening now for about a year and have contemplating sending in my story for a while now. Recently, I received some bad news because my health is deteriorating fast. With the ongoing pandemic and my cancer diagnosis, I figured I'd better share my story while I still can. I'm in my late 60s now, but this story took place when I was in my 30s. I was around 34, 35, I think when this all happened. Now, back then, I was living in a suburb of Boise, Idaho, called Caldwell. My grandparents lived north of there in an area known as the Hell's Canyon Wilderness Area. The town they lived in was called New Meadows, 
It's a very, very small town in Adams County. It lies along the Little Salmon River. Well, just so happens, there is some fantastic white-tailed deer hunting up there on the public land. I had been driving up there hunting with my brothers, my uncles, my father, since I was a teenager. So, I was very familiar with the area. I used to love it up there, until I had my experience in the woods. It was late summer, and me and a buddy of mine named Ryan were going up to New Meadows. We were going to pick up some supplies that I had stored at my grandparents' house and then head out into the field to find a good spot to set up our deer stands. We got to one of the trailheads that I was familiar with, and we started walking some of the trails, trying to spot a good place to set up our deer stands. Nothing was out of the ordinary. It was a typical day, a very normal day of scouting. We saw plenty of wildlife. We saw a few other stands that were set up by some of the other hunters. Some looked very recent. Others looked old and abandoned. After a few hours, we found some good spots, and we set up our own individual stands and places that looked promising to us. Now, Ryan's stand was about a thousand yards northwest of my spot. So, our plan would be for us to walk together to my stand, drop me off, and then Ryan would continue on to his stand every morning and evening, and when the hunt was over, I would wait patiently at my stand until Ryan would meet up with me, and then we would both continue together out of the woods back to our vehicle. Ryan was in much better shape than me, and he was seven years younger. We met at work and both loved the outdoors. Well, we did. So fast forward to deer season. We were excited and eager to go hunting. So we executed our plan several times. Each morning and evening, we would walk out together, split up, do our hunt, meet back up, and then talk about everything that went on, or what we saw or didn't see, while we walked back to the truck. So, this must have happened six or seven times. But after that, we would not always be able to get out and hunt together, because of work or family issues or or just whatever. There were a few times either he or I would hunt alone. No big deal. I've been doing this my whole life. Again, this was all very, very normal. On the weekends, we would be together. But during the week, if one of us had a chance, we would go at it alone. So one week, Ryan went out alone a few times. I couldn't get away from work, so I would always have to wait to the weekend. I would call Ryan often and ask, how did it go? Did you get anything? Did you see anything? Etc. Most of the time he told me no. He saw some paw prints and things like that, but, but that was it. I told him that, it, all right, well... I'll see you this weekend. And he told me, man, I'm not going to be able to make it. I was like, oh, darn. Well, I understand people got things to do. No problem. I get it. Maybe we can hunt together next week. The next week came. I called Ryan again. And he said again that he couldn't make it. This time, he said it because he wasn't feeling well. I asked, well, did you go during the week? And he told me no. Again, at this point, I really thought nothing of it. 
but whatever. The next week came and went, but no Ryan. This continued week after week. Deer season would be over soon. Now, Ryan loves hunting and fishing. I mean, this dude constantly talks about deer hunting. He has subscriptions to several hunting magazines. He watches hunting videotapes, goes to trade shows, everything. This guy's a lifelong outdoorsman. That's how we became friends. This guy's not going to ditch a chance to go hunting or fishing for anything, unless it's something he really needs to do. For him to suddenly look for every excuse to not go hunting seemed very, very odd to me. So after a while, I asked him, Hey man, what's going on? You haven't been out in weeks. Is everything all right? He said, yeah, that he was just really busy, and that was that. I continued to hunt alone for the rest of the season. I failed to bag a buck that year, but I was more frustrated that I seemed to have lost my hunting buddy. Over the next few months, I would reach out to Ryan, and everything seemed normal. It was spring again, and I was talking about going out to scout for a new place for this year's deer season. A new spot, you know, one that would be better. And I wanted to see if he wanted to go up there with me. We could do it together like we always did. He said that, man, that sounds like fun. So, I excitedly got off the phone with him. A few weeks went by, and I asked, All right, Ryan, are you ready? And he told me that he couldn't go. Again, with the excuses. He kept putting me off until he told me finally that he wasn't going to be hunting this fall. Not at all. That he was too busy. And maybe some other time. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. What do you mean you're not hunting? So, I went at it alone. That whole season. I found a new spot that looked pretty good. I even walked by Ryan's old location one day. And his stand was still there in the tree. I thought that was odd. He never came back to even get it. Those things are pretty expensive. Why would you just leave it there? Why didn't you call me to tell me I would have got it for him? No problem. Anyways, it was still there. So now I figured, well, I got rights to it too, so I've got two stands to hunt out of. So one day, I said, you know what, I'm going to give his spot a try. So the day this event happened, it was morning. I arrived earlier than normal because it was a farther hike. The one, that went to, the one that goes all the way out to Ryan's stand. But I did it. I climbed up and settled in. Everything remained normal for the first hour, hour and a half. Then I noticed everything went quiet. I mean, deathly quiet. Like I was in the vacuum of space or something. I could hear my own heartbeat, but that was about it. No birds... No insects, no squirrels or chipmunks, hell, not even a breeze. I remember thinking to myself, man, this is crazy. I've never heard it this quiet before, ever. Man, this is so strange. This continued for about 10 minutes. That's when I saw something out of the corner of my eye, around 70 yards away, up in the trees. I could see something moving, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell what I was looking at. I stared, 
and I started to feel the sense of dread. My body was telling me that something was wrong. I don't scare easily, but I was suddenly struck with fear, and I didn't even know why. This thing was moving around in the trees. But what was it doing? I don't know. I couldn't focus on whatever it was. I remember I kept saying to myself, What the hell is that? What is that, man? What is that? I would just stare and shake my head. I couldn't tell what I was looking at. That's when this thing jumped to a neighboring tree. That's when I got a better look at it. I say better because what I saw is hard to describe. I couldn't focus on it. Whatever it was, I could clearly see that it had two arms, a head, a torso, and two legs. I don't describe it as a man because what I saw was not a man. It was about six foot tall, maybe even shorter. And it jumped to the next tree and just squatted on a limb, surveying the area. I was scared to move, so I just sat there and watched with amazement. There was still no sound in the forest, and this thing just sat there. It looked like like water, like liquid, like moving clear plastic. It, it's hard to describe. Whenever it stopped moving... It was almost impossible to see. But when it moved, you could see it much better. The whole time, I just kept thinking to myself, What the hell is that? Is it a Sasquatch? Is it a ghost? I don't know. And I don't want it to know that I'm here. So, I wasn't going to move until it was gone. I continued to watch this thing intently, never taking my eyes off of it. Not even for one second. I don't think that it saw me. It never gave any indication that it was aware of my presence, which now I'm very thankful for. So for an hour, I just watched this thing move around until it finally disappeared off into the woods. I quickly climbed down out of Ryan's stand and I hightailed it all the way back to my truck. Now sitting in the cab of my truck... I just sat there and tried to wrap my mind around what I just saw. What was that thing? I started to think, am I going crazy? I mean, is this how it starts? Am I losing my mind? Do I have a brain tumor? I must be hallucinating, but but no. No, I saw it. I watched whatever it was for a long time. Whatever it was, it was real. I drove home and said nothing to anyone about the whole ordeal. I didn't want any of them to think I was crazy or something. I'm not going to lie, though. I thought about it constantly over the next few weeks. Every time I was laying down for bed or taking a shower, driving alone in my truck, the memory would come flooding back into my mind with the same question. What did I see? Eventually, I contacted Ryan and asked if I could come by for a visit. He said, sure. So, one Saturday, around lunchtime, I drove over to Ryan's, and we chit-chatted for a bit about what he was up to, how was life, you know, the normal stuff. Then I told him about my deer season, and how one day I actually hiked up to his stand 
and actually hunted in it. At this point, Ryan looked scared. He turned white. He was looking at me with this strange look that I'll never forget. I said, dude, are you okay? He said, did you see anything? I said, no, man, I didn't see any deer. And he said, I'm not talking about deer. Did you see anything? I could tell Ryan was dead serious. And at that moment, I knew what he was insinuating. I knew he knew something. So I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you exactly what I saw. So there at his kitchen table, I told him everything. He said that he saw it too, and that I was lucky that it didn't see me, because his encounter was much different than mine. He told me that the thing not only saw him, but basically forced him out of the woods. That is why he never went back. He never went back to get the stand, nothing. He said that he felt bad. He wanted to tell me, but he didn't know how. He told me that he sold all of his hunting equipment and will never go into the woods again. We talked for hours, and we still don't know what it was that we saw. Now, Ryan thinks it was a demon or something alien. For me, I still don't know, but I know it sounds crazy, but I'm glad that he saw it too. Now I know for sure that I didn't hallucinate the whole thing. I did see what I saw, even though I don't know what I saw. Some friend of mine heard your show about the Glimmer Man sightings and told me that I should give it a listen. I did and was shocked that other people have seen it too. I no longer feel alone. I wanted to share this story with you because it needs to be documented somewhere. I do not wish to appear on your show, but please share my experience. Don't bother trying to get Ryan's contact information. He died four years ago in a horrible motorcycle accident. Maybe one day, we will finally figure out what the Glimmer Man is. Thanks for all you guys do. Be safe. Mike. Wow, Mike. Um, that is a crazy story. I feel so bad for uh, your friend Ryan. Um, I know it's hard when you lose a loved one. I'm sorry that the sighting changed the way you guys feel about being in the outdoors. I get the impression that Mike is still okay with being in the outdoors, but Ryan definitely did not seem that way. But their experiences were totally different. Mike was not chased by a thing where it sounds like Ryan's experience was far, far worse. Um, crazy story. I love it. If you have any stories like this out there listening, please send them to the show, expandedperspectives at yahoo.com. Uh, I got more though. Like I mentioned, uh, I've mentioned many times, it's like whenever we do a show on a particular subject, um, people will start sending in their sightings. Uh, and I constantly forget that new people are finding the show all the time. So I, we've received a lot of Glimmer Man sightings. Now, most of them are from years ago. I haven't really gotten anything current, like nothing that's happened in the last two years. But I think it's interesting that people hear our show or maybe they tell a friend about their encounter. One day their friend hears the show and then tells them, you know, you got to check this, this show out. You know, other people saw something that sounds like what you saw. And it just gets the ball rolling. I think it's cool. Check this one out. I got some 
pretty interesting one. Uh, this took place in Yosemite Park, USA. It says, when I was a young kid, my family and I would go and visit Yosemite Park. And it said, one evening after a hike, I saw something moving in the trees. Whatever it was, it was like looking through water. But it had a shape. The shape of a person. I tried to show my dad, but he didn't see it. I remember him telling me that my eyes were just playing tricks on me because it was getting dark out. But I know it wasn't a trick. I watched it. I could see it. Years later, when the movie The Predator came out, I almost jumped out of my seat. That was what I saw. That was it. JPR. Now, thanks, JPR. This is very similar to early sightings where people had their encounter before the movie. I don't, at the top of my head, I don't remember what year that movie came out, like 1984 or something. Fantastic movie. Still holds up. You know, all the Alien versus Predator and stuff. I didn't really care for the newest Predators or whatever the newest one was. You know, where the kid puts on the helmet and stuff. It's okay. Luke liked it, but the Predator dogs and stuff. But the original is awesome. I mean, I still think it's awesome. But you'd be surprised how many people talk about they saw something in the woods, then they saw the movie, and they freaked out because it's exactly what they saw. Uh, Check this one out. We have never received one like this before, but this is when somebody saw something flying. So check this out. It says, the thing I saw was not a machine. I have no idea what it was, but it was close to me, and it was flying. On a very cold winter night in 1992, or 1993, I stepped out to the car at around 10 p.m. and looked up. Now, this was in Brigton, Maine. It was exactly clear and a starry night, and right away, I saw some movement above me. Something was moving rapidly, twisting and turning like a bird, like birds in a fight over some scraps or something. This thing was about mm, 60 feet above me, and it was looping back and forth, within an area of less than a hundred feet. It was about five foot across, and it was transparent. It looked like it was made of glass, like a glass sculpture, the way the stars behind it were distorted. I can't say for certain that it had wings, but it definitely moved like a bird. I got the sense that it was angry, distressed, or just plain pissed off. I would not have seen it except for the exceptionally starry night and the light from the stars behind this thing streaking and shifting as they were being distorted. I watched it for about three minutes before it went out of sight behind some trees. I don't think I can properly convey how fast this thing was, moving in tight twists and turns. If a person had a body language like this, I would say they were out of their mind angry. I've never heard of anything like this. I haven't either. Very interesting. Now, I'm not claiming that that's a glimmer man. Neither are they. We don't know. Just something, a crazy translucent looking creature. Odd story, though. Check this one out. It says, hey, guys, I love the show. I'm a new listener, but I'm catching up fast. I recently heard your shows about the glimmer man, and I was dumbfounded because I had an experience very similar in description to some of these encounters. My encounter took place a couple of years ago. My boyfriend at the time and I were out fishing on Granada Lake in Mississippi. 
we were in his ranger bass boat, just floating along one bank, when all of a sudden we saw a disturbance in the water. I said, hey, what is that over there? And pointed to where I saw the water moving and swirling around. My boyfriend said he didn't know. Must be a catfish or a carp or something. Now, while this was happening, it looked like a void opened up in the water. It moved funny. And something like The Predator, when it's all camouflaged in the movie The Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, walked right out of the water and onto the bank. My boyfriend screamed at me. Did you see that? What is that thing? I just sat there dumbfounded. I couldn't speak. I didn't know what I was looking at. Whatever it was, it just walked up out of the lake and into the woods. That was it. It was gone. I turned to my boyfriend and said, What did we just witness? He said he didn't know. He told me to put my stuff up. We were done fishing for the day. He pulled up the trolling motor, secured our gear, and we headed back to the boat ramp. Now, as we were slowly pulling into the marina, it's a no-wake zone, he looked at me and said, Jennifer, whatever you do, don't tell anyone about this. I kept my word for a while, but then he broke up with me, and I told a few people. I've since moved on. I've gotten married and had a daughter. I still think about what we saw that day. I told my husband but he thinks we had a slight heat stroke or something, or that we both somehow imagined the whole thing and it wasn't really there. But I know different. I even made him listen to some of your shows regarding the Glimmer Man, so that he would understand what we saw. Recently, that same ex-boyfriend found me on Instagram and sent me a private message. All it said was, do you remember that translucent being we both saw walk out of the lake? Question mark. I never replied, because why? I mean, it's a waste of my time. But I do think it's interesting that he must think about it to this day, too. Thanks for your amazing show. Keep up the good work. Your friend, Jen. Well, thanks, Jen. That's crazy. I've never heard of one coming out of the water. Uh, I like your description where you say void. Now, I'm not picturing a portal. I could be wrong from your description. I'm picturing... If what the water would look like going around the the glimmer man because his physical body is taking up that space as if that makes sense as he moves out of the water uh, what it was doing nobody knows but look there's been a lot of activity of strange looking craft over the oceans and bodies of water maybe these things are living at the bottom of these lakes and these oceans and they cloak themselves somehow when they want to come out and take a look around or scour for food I I don't know Um, it's an interesting phenomenon Uh, I do not have any answers I'm more confused now than when I first read about the first encounter but I still enjoy them Uh, if you have any stories of your own like I said please share them with the show expanded perspectives at yahoo.com let's take a break you're listening to expanded perspectives With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back with Expanded Perspectives. <laughs> uh, for whatever reason, we seem to be the show where everybody wants to send their Glimmer Man sightings. I appreciate it. I do, too. Um, yeah, you might have heard us uh, speak on other shows, not just ours, but I remember we were on with Lon Strickler, mm-hmm. Arcane Radio and Blurry Creatures, uh, about you know the Glimmer Man sightings. How did we come about this? Why did people start sending them in? I think it kind of happened just randomly like in the beginning people were calling it predator right because that's and what i it, think that's we, what it looked like yeah yeah and then it just kind of morphed into glimmer man or mirror man well i think the mirror man like derek's got them and i think those are like that they're like mirrored they look identical to one another and they're like 2d right or three yeah they're, yeah they're all two i believe it's 2d stuff maybe but yeah and i don't even remember where because i always think i'm like did I don't remember if I've read that it was Glimmer Man, but anyway, we just just stuck with calling it Glimmer Man, and then it just kind of snowballed. I know Derek's gotten good stories. There's a lot of them finally coming out where people are coming forward more with it. But you also got to think too. You may have seen it and not really know what you've seen, so you don't really know what to report. Well, that's exactly the case in most of the sightings that have been emailed to me. Mm-hmm. Is the people had seen it long ago, kind of just forgot about it, didn't think it was that big of a deal. Till they started listening to paranormal podcasts or they saw something on the travel channel or one of these paranormal shows and they're like, oh, I didn't I didn't know other people had seen something similar. I didn't know it had a name. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. So then they send in the story and I've got a stack of them that I didn't even get to that we're going to be exploring in future future episodes and they just keep rolling in. I don't know if the phenomenon is picking up like we've talked about. I have a strong feeling it's not. I just think that people are aware of it now, so now they're coming forward with their story. I mean, I feel that, like, the paranormal in general, I think, with the popularity of podcasts, I feel like the community has changed where people don't feel as bad about sharing their stories, how it was very taboo 20 years ago. Same thing now with, like, I mean, UFO sightings. I've been getting a ton of them. It's like now that the government is acknowledging it, people feel okay about coming forward. They're not going to be perceived as crazy because our own government Yes. Is recognizing yes. that these things are out there and we don't know what they are. Even if you change the moniker, it's not UFO anymore. It's UAP. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, but it doesn't matter, right? We don't know if it's alien or not. Come on. There's no props on the thing. There's no thrust. <laughs> it's alien, bro. There's no engines. I mean, it's, what is that? Yeah, it's alien. That's Inter- how it is. Ultra-dimensional, interdimensional. Who knows? But yeah. it's definitely piloted by something that's non-human. But yes, that's, that, that begs the question of the Glimmer Man. People, there's different camps. People think it's ghosts. Some people think it's definitely aliens. People think it's time travelers who can go back in time and then appear invisible so that they can observe what's going on in the world. There's all kinds of theories. Um, some people think it's just purely military tech, like people are experimenting. But my deal is like, what are the chances of a dude hunting up in the middle of a public land forest in Idaho, why would there be a one random military dude just like kind of swinging around in the trees? Yeah. Messing, first of all, why would you be up in the trees unless it's easy to do? The thing that I find interesting is we've started getting them like the evolution of where the reports come from, where when they first started out, they were in wooded areas. 
Mm-hmm. And then people started coming forward, seeing them in like towns, in the middle of cities, in the middle of city parks, in the middle of Chicago or, you know, all of these big cities. Like you start seeing stuff and you're like, wait a minute. You would think if if it's if it's, you know, military guys under tech gear and all that, why would you be in the middle of town trying to pull yeah. this off? Now, I understand if it was truly a. Uh, uh, let's see, like a. Like they were really testing it, and this is one of those black book projects that nobody knows about, and that's what they're testing and all this. But I look at it further than that, and what I mean by that is why would you test that kind of invisible camouflage when you've got drones and robots you could send in to fight? You don't need to camouflage. You you could You're right. It. It's old school thinking. It's old school thinking. It's like you don't need invisible camouflage now. You have battle robots that's what you've built. Now, you could make them camouflage. You could make the battle robots uh, disappear. But you could do that exact same thing inside a hangar with all the guys there watching you. Like, you don't have to go out in public to test yeah. out your hardware. You don't, you know, you, don't, you notice the military is not walking around the streets just shooting people to see if their bullets work. Like, that's, yeah, we're not just shooting citizens, you know. And we, There's a, a testing process. So I always go back to, it's I like to believe it's the underwater aliens now, and this is the suits they wear so they can kind of peek in on us because they're just completely, just completely ninja-like everywhere they're trying to go. Yeah. What was the movie where they were down underwater deep and the, the creatures kind of look liquidy like that? Abyss? I think so. The Abyss? It's a kind of an Ed Harris? Yeah. But you're right. Like the, the camouflage is like an antiquated way of thinking. Nobody would go into that now. It's kind of like it's... It's not antiquated. Camouflage is definitely a real thing. But yeah. I'm saying I agree with you in the fact that you would just use battle bots. You don't need to camouflage them. But you don't need to send somebody. Now, granted, if you were using it as like uh, information gathering, you can still send in robots. You could still do all that. Now, if you needed a certain thing done where it had to be done by a human, I get it with the camouflage. But you don't have to test it in a dude, tw- you know, 20 foot up in a tree. Watching a guy with a rifle. Well, and the thing seems to move through the trees effortlessly. Yes. And I like how some of the, most of the descriptions, it's not referred to, because I know a lot of people out there say it's Sasquatch, but a lot of the sightings, it's not gigantic. They said five yeah. foot, six yeah. foot. I mean, it seems normal proportions. Man-sized. But it's moving m- much like a man can't. I mean, they'd have to be like a super gymnast, like Jim Cotta. You ever seen the movie Jim Cotta? Yeah, it's a great film. Are you kidding? It should have won an Academy Award. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Very interesting. I love them. I love them. Keep them coming. Yeah, very, very interesting. Um, have you ever seen the, what's the series with the the werewolves and the vampires? True Blood. No, 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 no. I mean, you're wrong, not wrong. There is a series like that. This is like, there's like a series of like four movies with Kate Beckinsale or whatever her name is. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. She's like a vampire and they're fighting the lichens. And I never Underworld. Con- yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's I've it. never seen them, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, so in the movie, I don't understand why they're constantly having these gun battles, like with machine guns, that they're vampires and werewolves. Like, it seems kind of... Silly? It seems kind of pointless. And I was now just... Now that you bring that up, why does she always have to wear leather? Now, I'm not saying she's not an attractive woman, but isn't leather like, like the most non-tactical outfit you could possibly wear? And not very comfortable. No. It doesn't yeah. really breathe. Tight black leather pants don't really breathe. So I was just watching. Maybe if you're on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Luke was watching the original Blade with mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes. Yes. And I just kind of, you know, I remember that back in the day. And I did, it dawned on me because I was like making a sandwich in the kitchen. I watched about 20 minutes of it. it this is something that never dawned, I never dawned on me before. In the movie, uh, what's his name? The 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 bad guy. The uh, 
I can't think Dorn. Dorn? Michael Dorn played the bad guy in the first Blade. Is that his name? I don't think it's that. I don't think that's his name. For some reason, you might be right. Anyways, I'll have to look it up. He's trying to bring upon, bring about the blood god, yes. the Magna or whatever yeah. its name was. Right? Remember? Uh, and so the whole premise doesn't make sense to me. I never noticed it before, but in the movie, they want to bring upon the blood god so that everybody will be vampires, right? Yes. But if everybody's a vampire, then they won't have nothing to eat. This is true. So, I'm sorry. Dorf. Stephen Dorf. Stephen plays, Dorf. Okay. This is a cool name. Deacon Frost. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So Deacon is trying to bring about, he wants everybody to be a vampire, but that doesn't make any sense because then you would have nothing to eat. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather just there There's be a, a whole other part of that movie that I don't <laughs> understand, and it's why the underling vampires all dress like everyday bad guys, like just the dudes that they easily kill off, right? So they like all the got Teenage toboggans. Mutant Ninja Turtle foot soldiers. They yeah. just have like the very generic outfit. Yeah. All these guys have just generic jacket, toboggan, sunglasses in the middle of the night, the whole thing. But I'm thinking, if all of you are vampires, who gets to, to decide why one vampire is way up here and this vampire down here, he just has to run around like he looks like he's living in like a 600 square foot flat in New York City, sleeping on the floor. You know, he's just he's picking up Chinese on his way home or something like it's one of those deals like. Bro, you're a you're a vampire too. Why are you working for these people? Why don't you go do something on your own? Yeah, live like a king someplace else, bro. It doesn't make any sense. And the only way I can think of it is seniority. Like if you're a couple thousand years old, you get to call the shots. Where if you're just like two hundred years old, you don't. Yeah, and uh, you know the big thing about the movie was pure blood. Oh, that's you right. You couldn't have been yeah, made. You have to be a, you have to be born of two vampires. That's right. right. You never you're you're not pure blood. Which I don't even understand how that works. I mean, aren't they dead? Wouldn't her uterus be dead? I mean, wouldn't it there doesn't like, make I don't any get it. sense. Why would you want everybody to be a vampire? Then you have nothing to eat. Yeah. That's why I like 30 Days of Night. It's the best vampire movie made. I don't know why. But I mean, there's still some good fighting scenes and stuff. Oh, and I like Wesley Snipes. I mean, anytime you put some cool fighting scenes, Swords I'll check it out. and guns and guys flying through the air. and psh, you, you give a dude that'll fly through the air, looks like a badass like Wesley does, and has a sword, I'm going to watch it. You're in? That's all you need? Dude, I'm there. I'm going to watch it. Say you won't. You're a liar. Yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, the day is almost here where you're going to be a grandpa officially. Officially. Officially now the date is Father's Day. That is the official date. If it doesn't go down by then, then they will take the baby by then because the baby is going to be big. A big, big. Of course, my son, was he's thick when he was born. This baby going to be thick with two C's. Luke was huge. He was like 10 pounds. Yeah. He hadn't grown much after he's that. He's only put on like 30 pounds <laughs> since then. Yeah, he's just stretched out, a little fizzy. <laughs> And yeah, it's it feels weird. It's a very strange feeling to be like, yeah, that's that's going to happen. I'm fixing to have a grandchild. Yeah, that's that's. I feel bad for the grandchild. So I saw your son this morning. Actually. I'm sorry, and uh, I got to run along and go take care of my parents' animals. They're in New Jersey right now. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you saw my son dropping off your son. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, my y'all heard now, that right. My, my son works for your son. <laughs> that's what happens. Caleb is 14 now, and he decided he wanted a summer job. Yep. So I thought that's a pretty good idea. His other brother, Jacob, chooses just to play video games. I said, well, you better enjoy it because this is your last summer. Brandon said he's had him doing like yard work. He's had him mowing and weed eating and just doing stuff around the house. So it's perfect. He loves it. Gives Caleb something to do. And one well, drives Jacob crazy because Caleb's got folding money in his pocket. And I'm, I'm like, it's real simple. Go get a job. <laughs> just go out there, sweat. You'll get some money. I'm sure Brandon's still hiring. Yeah, I'm sure he's got more yard work he'd like to have done. He can't turn them loose, you know, but heck, he's got him there doing stuff around the I think it'll happen. Done. I mean, we're literally like in week one of summer break. Yeah. So, and start, yeah. start next week, Luke goes to math camp. 
It's basically just something for math. I know it sounds super dorky, but nerd, <laughs> nerd alert. Yeah, <laughs> he's already smarter than we are. But uh, yeah, that's about all Which isn't we're doing. Hard to do. uh, I got to help Luke uh, this weekend. We are redoing the swimming pool, and you're getting him a new calculator. <laughs> I don't think nobody uses those. They I don't, don't know, but I'm gonna get him a pocket protector. There you go. <laughs> get him some of those glasses. He's gonna be like an engineer or something. Crazy. I, I still think he needs to do like uh, what do we talk about? Special effects, but that's just me. You ought to see his uh, sculpting abilities. Like you, it, did he, he did he get into the uh, what were we kit bashing? I should have never no, showed him. He that. did that for about a week, <laughs> but yeah, no man, he he's actually really good at sculpting. So what he's been doing, they make this special kind of clay. Mm-hmm. You can sculpt it, and then you. You fire it, yeah, like a toaster oven, and you know it's like doing ceramics. And he's been doing that; he's pretty good at it. Like he's, I'm like, dude, you did that yourself? That's awesome, dude. You he's got, got a wild imagination. I wonder where he gets that from. I don't anyway, know. folks, <laughs> if you have any stories you'd like to share with me and Cam, do not hesitate. Email the show expandedperspectives at yahoo.com. Don't forget about our website expandedperspectives.com. You can click on there and go to Elite. Uh, also, you can call the show, 888-393-BRUD. That's 888-393-2783. Till next time, folks, everybody stay safe. I'm Kyle. He's Cam. Peace, y'all.